0: You are listening to Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. I'm your host, Pat Ivey. And I'm your co-host, Mackenzie. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Culture of accountability is when a lot of your athletes are doing what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing how they're supposed to be doing it. Competence. Do your athletes know what they're supposed to be doing so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing? Are they committed? Will they see it from the start to the finish? Will they complete the task? Are they consistent? We have another show here. A special guest. I don't know where to start. This intro, how far do I go back? Probably to 1990. When I, maybe 1991 when I first met this man as an assistant strength coach at the University of Missouri when I was a freshman football player A.J. Ofadale and I both came from Detroit, Michigan, and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We had no idea that the men that we would be introduced to in the weight room would be so influential. He was the assistant strength and conditioning coach at the University of Missouri for I don't know how many years. I'll let him tell you. It seemed like forever in my eyes. And eventually he would be promoted to the head strength and conditioning coach when I would become a graduate assistant. He then went on to work at TCU, and I believe he's been there for, it has to be 18 or 19 seasons now. So without further ado, I want to bring to the show, I call him Big D. He's Donnie Summer. He's also the godfather of my two daughters. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. So welcome to the show, Big D. What's up? How are you, sir? Doing Thank great. For me. Oh, this is this is great. This is we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we figured it out, right?
1: It's all about old school.
0: It's <laughs> you know about of,
1: it's about a pencil and a piece of paper.
0: A pencil and a piece of paper. And you know, when 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 people say old school, they there there might be some misconceptions about what that is. It's it's about values, it's about your ethics and it's about your it's about how you go about your business. When you say old school, what do you mean? Well part of it is the kids that get here it's not about the four or five years here, it's about the forty. Mm. It's about you know, you come here not the the parents didn't do a good job, but you help them learn how to be a man, help learn how to take care of self land, on and off the field. I mean, if you can do what we ask you to do in the weight room and on the field, you'll never have a problem in life. So it's not about four, it's about 40. <laughs> so okay. if that's old school, then so be it. Put that label on me. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So you've always been in the weight room, been a strength coach, you uh, you, you you call yourself an old weight catcher,
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> or, or or a weight room monkey, or like a towel pass route? Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot
0: more to it, but that's how, unfortunately, administration sees you at times. You know, and I had the pleasure to get to know you as the the man, the husband. Um, you know, the I watched you the way you were, the way you parented um, my wife and I, we, we will watch you and Cindy and we go, that's how we want to be. That's that's when you talk about raising people, um, treating people with respect. Um, you've always been that example, not just to me, but to so many athletes. That, I mean, you probably can't even count.
1: When you show respect, uh, it's not always.
0: I'm not always going to pat you on the back when you, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. We'll correct
1: it and move on. It's not personal. Here it is. Here's what we need
0: to work on. This is what you're not doing correctly. And that straightforward. That straightforwardness is is what draws athletes to you.
1: Yeah, there's not a whole lot of gray. It's either black or white. <laughs> I don't do good
0: with gray. Right down the middle. right? Not right down the middle. It's, it's split. No. Either it's on or it's off.
1: It's right or wrong. Everybody doesn't get a trophy. You either you win or you lose. Or you win or you gain experience.
0: See, and that's the simple part. That's the, and that's why you look back and you look over the years of the success you've had, not just on the field, but off the field with athletes, You know, you can go back over twenty plus years, and you ask people, ask athletes about Big D, and it's hard for athletes not to get emotional. Yeah, they're always telling me, "Yeah, you you made me throw up."
1: Somebody sent me something that that they were um, on vacation. They saw like something said Big D, like I'm not going in there. I'm like,
0: come on now. I mean, they're always busting
1: my chops. Always.
0: They're traumatized.
1: I, I guess,
0: <laughs> or it said summer school or something
1: like that. And they freaked out, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they don't want to go to class now because it's summer school.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's great. Um, let's go back to you know when you you know you're from Houston, Texas, and tell us a little bit about yourself. You don't you don't really get a chance to. Uh, you know, talk about yourself and your background. And I want to give people a chance just to get to know who you are as a person.
1: Well, I went to school at Beller High School. I got a scholarship to play football at Texas El Paso. Went there, started for four years, got drafted by the Oilers, beat around in the NFL and got cut. So, and I think the reason why I got into strength conditioning, I was trying to find a way to help kids without being a football coach. And the easiest way to get on the field is to be bigger, stronger, faster, and in better shape than anybody else. So if I could help them get to where they wanted to, that's... Because I didn't have that in college. We had to do it ourselves. So I thought that was a missing link. You have to do it yourself. Yeah, we used to we used to call it closet lifting. Because our... Uh, Supposed train coach was also the academic guy. <laughs> so we would uh, sneak into the weight room with the lights off and lift until he, until he saw us and he would
0: throw us out. He didn't want you in there training he'd rather you be uh, studying?
1: Squad, you'd be done. Which I still use all those things, but there's a lot more to
0: it than just that. D one, you in and out in thirty minutes. It, it, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to be a, a D one athlete in thirty minutes. In thirty minutes, especially an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah. With that, I went to school at two fifty. Walked out the door at three twenty-five.
0: Running a four, what? Seven. 4 7. This is no exaggeration, people. This is no exaggeration. Squatting what? Uh, at that time, it didn't matter what you put on there, I could do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would you work for?
1: When I was 30, I did 6 for 10. And at one time, you to me into it when I was 40. <laughs> I did 5 at 6. So, yeah.
0: Well, I know you remember that. Yeah, yeah, there, there. Uh, I was young back then. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> some, of the, some of the lessons we both learned together.
0: <laughs> you know, I want to talk about one of those lessons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, which one?
0: Let's go right there. Let's go right to it. Let's talk about the Doomsday Report. Oh uh, no! Never do that. <laughs> What's the Doomsday no, what, report?
1: Well, what, uh, what that was is Coach Smith asked us how the summer was going. And they told him the exact – I gave him – there was no gray, black and white, what we needed help with, what the kids were being turds about. and about over That was over the 30 years I've done this is you, you tell them the truth, but you don't have to tell them every, Everything them what they need
0: to know. So you you told Coach Smith, and I was I was there in the meeting. Yeah, you were in the meeting. Yeah, he threw his glasses on the table and said, we'll just shut it all down. He said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shut the, the whole thing down. To what? He said, we'll just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, he threw his glass, broke his glass. <laughs> you just asked him. Some of the assistant coaches didn't help either because they knew what was going on and didn't help him either. I learned a valuable lesson that day. Quit going to the assistant coaches and going right to the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, here again, live and learn. Yep, that's an important lesson. You know, you if you're the head strength and conditioning coach or if you're the head athletic trainer, you, you know, sometimes coaches have liaisons and the message gets lost in translation.
1: The message gets muffled and watered down.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, Let's go back to when you were, uh, you know, you could throw any amount on the bar. You could squat it. But then you would jump right out and uh, hit some box jumps. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Well, when I was the assistant, I was on recruiting. I was a trained monkey on recruiting visits. They would have it all set up and he'd have me do 320 for... Squat of three twenty for 15, 20 reps. They go jump on the sixty two inch box. Hey, <laughs> look! If, if if he can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. At three hundred plus, right? Yeah, probably about three ten. That is no exaggeration because I re- because that happened on my visit. <laughs> and you are like, what am I getting into? Yes. You know. You know, back in the day, do you? you you all uh, there was something else in your title you were a assistant coordinator of weights slash film film headphones
1: game day headphones yeah we used to have when I first got to uh, Mizzou we uh, filmed practice then we cut it up the, the, uh, the film lab was right off the weight room so yeah so you and, broke? We did the, and we did the headphones at game day. I mean, basically, we you did everything, and you cl- and you were the janitor at night. And because that, that, because they didn't want to, they didn't want to pay you thirty five thousand dollars just to sit around and be a strength coach. That was way too much.
0: <laughs> and now you can't even get a, now you can't get anybody to to take a job for thirty five thousand. You were the film person, the strength and conditioning coach for all of athletes, course. all the at M- sports. At Mizzou, I had uh, men's and women's track, wrestling, swimming
1: and diving, women's basketball, baseball, and, and football, and we filmed. And there was three of us. It was me, Dave, who was the head guy, and Bob Jones, who's now at uh, Linwood.
0: W- William it? Woods. William Woods yeah it was just three of us the, the three and you also did some refurbishing of equipment building oh. equipment refurbishing oh, yeah. platforms did. oh yeah we built the platforms we redid the weight room we repainted it all also we were the nutritionist mother confessor uh <laughs> The punisher, whatever
1: hat we had to wear we, at the time, we had to wear. It didn't matter. It, to, it, it didn't, the job, if the job had to get done, you had to do it. So, there was no fuss and no, uh, that's not my job responsibility. Guess what? Everything's your job responsibility if you want to run right.
0: I would say that's a little bit different here in 2019.
1: Oh, you think? <laughs> now you're not you to, well, I, I just work with women's golf. Do you now? Okay. Well, you know the, the weight room needs to be cleaned up. Well, that's the janitor's job. No, that's your job. That's your house. Take care of it. And that's the other thing.
0: I'm sitting. Out, I'm 30 years later. I'm sitting still, picking up the weight room, cleaning the weight room, doing all that stuff. It's not. A, it's, it's not above you. That's your job. Do it. Yep, we're gonna let that one sit in for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> finding a way to get it done, finding other things to do outside of your job responsibilities. Uh, I remember th- there are things that I've learned how to do because I learned how to do them in the weight room. Yeah, construction work, maintenance yeah. work. Uh, yeah. some it engineering funny, yes and at the time you eat oh a budget for a weight room really it five bucks that's what we had so we had to beg bar and appropriate not steal appropriate
1: yeah Exactly. Well, yeah, I didn't say steal I said appropriate
0: yeah you have to change that because back in the day you could say that polit- politically you can't say that anymore right no it's 2019 okay so appropriate there you go all right, got it. But if somebody wasn't using it or it sat out too long, okay. Oh, see, we don't have a desk. Somebody left that desk. Okay, we got a desk. And with that, you then you had to refinish it, put it back together
1: just so work. and it worked. And and you have to figure out to build another leg so it it would, it would stand up, and it didn't have just three legs. And you know, you, know what I, you know what I'm talking about? It's true because you went through all
0: that. Absolutely. You saw it all. Absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Soronex Exercise Equipment. Since 1980, Soronex has been a family owned business responsible for legendary innovations and training solutions that have changed the face of strength training. Today, Soronex is the most sought after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, and military units. During this process of growth, our clients have become an extended family to us, part of our brotherhood, our culture. We want to thank you, our customers, friends and family for being the foundation on which Soarnex is built. We promise to do our best to continue to serve you with the best strength, training, equipment and service in the industry. Um, You know, now. Things are maybe less, uh, maybe people spend, maybe coaches in the weight room spend less time doing construction, but they spend more time doing technology. How do you feel about what's going on on that front? Well, you know, technology is okay. It's good. But if I'm good at what I do, don't, I guess my point is don't replace people in
1: interpersonal relations with technology those for me I still think the kids need that day-to-day interaction with the coach instead of looking at the iPad and saying, well you know this was not right if I'm truly good at what I do I should be able to tell you that that bar's not moving fast enough now is that a nice tool so the kids can get some feedback of course it is but my biggest deal, I don't want to where it's all technical you just go in and punch in your workout there's no no one ever talks to you no one ever talks to anybody anyway You'd be surprised how much stuff you find out about just, their, just about them in general in the weight room. You know, not talking about, you know, their performance on the field. Not talking about, okay, you know, you missed that rep or you were two reps short. Okay. Hey, coach, you know, my mom's sick. You know, I'm not having a good day. Okay. okay, I can deal with that. Or, hey, my girlfriend just dumped me. Or, hey, guess what? I got an A on my psych test. Good for you. How many people ask you about those things? hmm yeah. And maybe we're off maybe we're off topic
0: and subject but I still think it's it's a people business and it should always be a people business. No, cause we're right on topic. You know, the the title of this podcast is beyond sets and reps. So we, we we're talking about sets and reps but we're going a little bit beyond that as well. Um but I I do want to talk about some sets and reps really quick because... Okay, You know, with that sets and reps, everybody generally does the same thing. It's the person... It's the motivation and the person behind those sets and reps to get the kids to do what you want them to do
1: and outperform them. Hmm. I tell you what... Now, Coach Patterson is very good with me, and he supports us with whatever we do, and our kids flat-ass get after it. I mean, that... When we're coming in and we're doing, say we're doing eight, our last set of eight is as heavy as to failure. And we still do a one rep max. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody's, well, you know, that's archaic. That's old school. Look, when the lights turn on and it's game time, are you going to perform? Either you're not
0: or you are mm-hmm. And I also think to give those kids a little extra advantage thinking that, hey, don't I'm bigger and stronger than you are. In the third and fourth quarter, I'm going to push you around and I'm going to own you. That's -hmm. the game. That's The game the the ones that I work with, that's the game we play. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's not just about, you know, the sets and reps, but it's about the belief and that interaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I think I'm stronger than the guy across from me, hey, guess what? This is the first play. Play 99, I'm still going to be giving you the same thing. So you either get your back up in, or get used to a long night. Do you think it's if it's advantageous to to for someone to think, "Hey, I'm I'm more functional than you," so I'm when I'm lined up across, I'm more functionally better, functionally trained than you. I got an advantage. Dude, does that work? No, not for me. No, no, no. Now, 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 now you're gonna make me sound like an ogre. But now, do we do do we do we do activation? We do. You know, all the mobility stuff. But I only have X amount of time in a day. And now that I've got my kids on the right track, they come in. If we're going at 1 o'clock, they're in here by 12, 15, doing all that stuff on their own. So when we get ready to go, we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never yet lined up. Cr- oh, guess what? I'm more mobile than you are today. Mobility <laughs> is good. But if you don't have the strength behind it, I'm just going to get pushed around. Right. And my 330 pounders, you better be able to run like you're 230 pounds. If you can't run, you can't play. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go back to we had a camp. I think it was in, I don't remember where it was. I was only a graduate assistant. And no, 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 no. no, no. You, you know, you were always more than that. <laughs> when you were
1: a, a volunteer intern, I took you everywhere with me and left the full time people at home.
0: Yeah. Because I was you
1: were good and I could
0: trust you. I was a volunteer and I was, I was traveling and had responsibilities, keys to the, the other, weight room. You know, that's the other thing that's missing in this profession <laughs> is
1: loyalty and somebody that you can count on. Not all, not everywhere, but it's got away from the way it used to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go back to the first time I spoke to some kids and I was supposed to teach them um, the hang clean. And <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, I've done hang cleans. I don't know how to teach them. And and you said, look, it's real simple: jump, shrug, drop, catch. Teach them that. You got 30 minutes. Go. And you just sat back. And I went, okay. I think I even wrote it wrote it down on my palm pilot. You remember? You taught me the, yeah. the the palm back in the day. The palm pilot. You you took a a pen and wrote it down in your the palm oh, of your hand. hand. <laughs> the palm of your hand, yeah. <laughs> Do you still do that? I still do that. <laughs> so I used my Palm Pilot, uh, and I taught, I taught the clean jump, shrug, drop, and catch. I still remember. That's over 20-something years ago. But I still remember from, from then, it's like, what? is it real? I tried to find more complicated ways to teach it, and I just could not um, find a better way than than to just use those jump, shrug, drop, catch.
1: Everybody always wants to make this so difficult. It's not that difficult. I mean, if you start talking to the kid about the angle of pull, the shin angle, and we have to do this and that, and okay, you're going to be there three days, and you're going to get nothing done. Mm -hmm. We're in the business of uh, giving them results. And the results, they have to be stronger so they can prove it on the field. Now, you don't always win, but you also look at it in, uh, okay, were my kids, were they manhandled or were they outperformed? No, then you did your job. But you only have X amount of time to get that job done. Mm -hmm. We're we're a result-driven business.
0: There's a quote that you always used, and it's, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Right. What do you mean by that? Old is new and new is old. I had, uh, some of my young kids, some of my young strength coaches, come in. Hey, coach, we got this new idea. We're
1: gonna do some crawls. I'm like, oh, are you now? <laughs> oh yeah. We you know, We saw this. You know. You know. On this functional, and they, you know, they just started doing this. I went in the back, got out a manual from 1991, flipped through it, here are the pages. Oh, wow, look, there's crawls. <laughs> oh, wow, we thought this was new. No, it's not new. But everything is, everything is secular. Mm-hmm. You know, in 20, in 20 years, they'll come back and say, hey, we're going to start doing the, the functional movement screen. It's look at this new thing. Okay. Now we did that 20 years ago. Yep. I mean, yep. everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. It's not... You know, be a strength coach, you press, you push, you hinge, you squat. Let's go. It's how, it's how you get the most out of your kids. Because I can give you my program. My program's not going to work the same way it works for me for you. Mm-hmm. You could give me yours, and it wouldn't work the same that it works for you that it works for me. hmm you can. You, you want to see what I did? I'll show you what I did. It's not that big a deal. Oh, it's not a state secret. I bet you, if I bet you we look at everybody's program, they're going to push, they're going to pull, they're going to hinge, and they're going to squat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And? Yep. But everybody wants to, uh, oh, this is this newfangled stuff. Huh? Okay. How about the... You you, you go back and talk to Boyd. A lot of that stuff he was doing in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And then people get away from it and then they forget about it and then somebody brings it back up and now it's new again.
0: Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. This 2019, you've been coaching for 30 years, 30 plus years. Something like that. Something like that. so obviously things have, things have changed. Some things have changed, some things have stayed the same. With those things that have that've have changed, how have you adapted to that change? You know what? That's a great question. And
1: <laughs> for me, if you stay this course and you're always the same person, the kids are, the kids are going they want help. They want you to make them better. The great kids they want to be coached, they want to be coached hard. The good kids want to be coached, and the bad kids don't want to be coached at all, so they weed themselves out. But you gotta, you got to stay true to who you are and stay the course, and the program works. It's worked for 20 years. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And what helps here with me at TCU, is since we've had the, had the success – it doesn't matter if if they're seniors or they've been gone 10 years. They come back, they know exactly what's going to happen and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they talk to those kids and they tell those kids, this is what we do, this is how we do it. It's a culture. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't... Now, now, do I approach things a little different at times? Yes, I do. Uh, will I yell at them as... I usually don't have to yell at them at all. If I do yell at them, they'll stop and they know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But even when you were there, we never really yelled at you.
0: No, there, there wasn't much yelling going on other than it was a big squat day or a big bench day and oh, there yeah, was excitement. You know what?
1: To this day, see if you remember this. It's squat day. It's going to be loud. It's going to be ugly. And you'd be better ready to go. Yep. It is what it is. Yep. I mean, I'm not a towel waver. I'm not, you know, jumping around. We're sitting there to do a job.
0: I'm not going to put a a clown nose on my face and wave a towel and get ready to go. That's, no, I'm a strength coach. You should never know know who I am. You should know the products, but you should never be able to pick me out of the crowd. I was getting ready to see if you wanted to go there. I was i wanted to see if you wanted to go there because we know that there's been conversations there's been um some of us strength coaches um uh, that have been thrust into the spotlight and um well you know what it's good for our
1: profession it's good for the, the money side of our profession mm-hmm but still, it's not about us. It's never been about us. It's been about the kids and them performing and helping them to be a, become an elite athlete. Our biggest thing is to, tr- is to take those kids where they can't take themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. You don't need to know who I am. The product on the field should speak for themselves. Well, you'd, be surpri- you'd be surprised how many, mm-hmm. in the 30 years, how many people will come back through or let's say something hey. Hey, Coach, you know, I appreciate that, you know, you helped me out through this. You know who came through that I didn't even know what uh, uh, Amir el was selling stuff? Mm -hmm. And there was a guy at Mizzou, and he goes,
0: Coach, you know, and that's the other thing. I don't treat walk-ons any any different than I would treat, you know, my superstars. Mm -hmm. There's a job to do here an expectation level. This is what we expect. You know, now if you're exceeding expectations okay if not then we'll, we have we need to, we need to have a conversation mm-hmm. wow yeah that's uh coaches we we work on uh, wrapping this show up I appreciate your time um, your honesty um, and just being up front um, appreciate everything you've ever done for me my family um, what's what's That's the other thing. It's Mm -hmm. always about family. On recruiting trips, I tell them all the time, the moms and dads, I say,
1: look, I'm going to treat them like they're my son. I have two at home. I have 125 here. They're going to get the same thing. I'm going to love them when they need it. I'm going to pat them on the back when they do a good job. I'm going to kick them in the fence when they don't. Mm -hmm. That's my job.
0: Yep. That's 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 been the same speech you've given for I know for over twenty years, and, and, and every <laughs> It's like this is getting old. It is two thousand nineteen. No, but it's the the it's not getting old because it's what we should be about. Yeah, you're supposed to be. We're supposed to be building men and women to go out and be better people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just about the athletics. Well, Coach, I know uh, it's in-season. I appreciate your time. Uh, Anytime, brother. Yep, tell everybody I, I said hello down there. Um, I will, and you do the same. Yep, and um, I know you You pretty much, you stay off the grid. So I usually tell the followers where people can find you. Um, do you have a Twitter or, or Instagram? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I don't know what it is, but I do. <laughs> they can search. They can search for you if they want to find you. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. I love you. Um, I love thank you, you too, for kid. Thank you for everything. And hey, uh, you know what? And,
1: I, and I'm so proud of you. I just want to let that know. You're a, you're awesome, and you're a hell
0: of a coach, a man, and everything that goes into it. Thanks, D Your parents did a great job, and you're doing a great job with your kids. Appreciate it, D You take care. Hey, Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Soranex Exercise Equipment. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can find show notes and more at beyondsetsandreps.com. That's B E Y O N D S E T S A N D reps.com